This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 155-inch. On this episode, we conclude our interview with Lily E. Hirsch. She's the author of the brand new, recently released, expanded edition paperback book, Weird Al Seriously. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al it's a podcast about Weird Al. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Woo, wow, can we open up a window in here, please? It sure is smoky in here. Oh, you're right. And of course, intern Frank. How many times do I need to tell you? If you want to party, open the window. Sheesh. Oh, that wacky intern Frank. Always throwing those crazy, crazy Tupperware parties. And no matter what we say, he always insists on lighting up those darn Mitch Hedberg cinnamon roll incense sticks. You know, when he does that, I always think someone just made cinnamon rolls. I do too. It's so annoying. Anyway, while we wait for some fresh air and everything to clear out, let's move on to what's happening in Weird Al-related news. Well, this is exciting because for the first time ever, ticket holders for the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour can now order tour merchandise online in advance and pick it up at their show. There are 16 or technically 17 different items to choose from, including the classics like t-shirts, a hoodie, a Hawaiian shirt, and even some unusual items like coffee and shoelaces. <laughs> yeah. So to see that full list of merchandise available, head on over to weirdowl.com tour. And be sure to check out the new tour date layout while you're there because they now have it so you can click through to the event pages even for the sold-out shows, and they highly recommend that you do so at least one week before the shows as the COVID safety requirements may change. So be sure to check those before you head off to your show so you have everything you need. Now back to the merchandise. Having the merchandise available online is a nice feature as it allows you to see what merchandise is available ahead of time, as well as the prices, so you can budget accordingly. And since you're choosing and paying for your items from the comfort of your own home or on the toilet or in the car, really wherever you have internet access, it also allows you to avoid waiting in long lines at the venue. Oh, and don't you worry, dear listeners, I will still be waiting in line. <sighs> Me too. And for Ethan and my initial take on all the brand new merchandise, be sure to listen to our ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, Two Centimeter, available to listen very soon for our Patreon family and shortly after for the Cheapskates. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's this about a ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode you're saying? Well, it's happening whether you like it or not, because Dave and I are thrilled to announce the unfortunate return of our Weird Al Concert Review bonus series! Longtime listeners of the podcast might remember that for every single concert that either Ethan or myself attended on the 2019 Strings Attached Tour, we followed up with a concert review bonus episode. 
Not to be outdone on this tour, we've decided to resurrect our concert reviews just for you, and we intend to do so for each and every concert that at least one of us attends on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. And our first episode is already available for our Patreon family over at patreon.com slash 2000inch, and we'll drop for the uh, cheapskates, I mean the uh, general public, in due time. Now, in this first episode, which is, as Dave said, already available on Patreon for our Patreon supporters, we go through all of our thoughts on the upcoming tour and we share all 38 of the concert dates that at least one of us intends to attend. 38! And as we mentioned in that second episode, which will drop very shortly for our Patreon supporters, we share our initial thoughts on the brand new tour merchandise. And for those of you who wish to remain spoiler-free, the first two episodes do not contain any spoilers for the tour. Now, obviously, once the concert reviews themselves start, all bets are off. So should you choose to listen to them at that point, you know, prepare to be spoiled. New episodes will drop for our Patreon family as soon as they're available. Remember, our Patreon family gets to hear every single bonus episode first. And our bonus episodes will then drop to the general public eh, eventually. No set schedule. You're going to be rolling the dice as to when Frank decides to post those for you, you darn cheapskate. I, I mean, general public. Well, we have some very exciting news to share regarding the upcoming We're the Al Yankovic Story film. Scotty Mitchell, a.k.a. Scotty Haskell, who we actually interviewed back on episode 85 Inch, she shared an image on her social media featuring, yes, herself, but also Weird Al and fellow Al's gals Lisa Popeil and Monique Donnelly. The photo was captioned, so excited and honored to sing on the end title credits with Al, Monique Donnelly, and Lisa Popeil for Weird Al's upcoming biopic, Weird. It just might be, um, you know, weird. Now this is pretty stinking, majestically exciting news as it implies or infers that we will likely get a brand new song or brand new recording over the end credits. It's always such a nice treat when the Al Gals get together and get to share their beautiful voices on any Weird Al project. Now, in some other weird The Al Yankovic Story news, it recently came out that Aaron Paul was set to have a cameo in Weird The Al Yankovic Story. Now, unfortunately, on the morning of his shoot, he tested positive for COVID-19 and was unable to film. Now, of course, Aaron Paul is best known for playing the titular role of Weird Al in the 2010 Weird the Al Yankovic Story Funny or Die trailer. And uh, some people may also recognize him as playing the role of Jesse Pinkman on the hugely popular AMC series Breaking Bad. There's no news on what Aaron's role in Weird would have been, but, you know, if there ever was a need for someone to play a drug dealer sometime in Al's life story, eh, we think Aaron could have handled that role pretty well. And now it's time for What's Happening in Stephen J. Related News! Weird Al's longtime bass player Stephen J. has announced that his brand new album, Vita Beta, will be released on most digital platforms on May 1st. As part of the album's pre-release, you can listen and download it right now on his website, stephenjmusic.com. Stephen reports that it's all new stuff written once again from the bass up. 
in new directions. Vita Bita features Steven Sons, Miles, and Ian, as well as Hannah J on vocals and many other guest performances, including Ruben Valtiera on keyboards. Be sure to head over now, order that album, and get the physical copy so you can hold it in your hands and squeal with delight. And speaking of squealing in delight, this episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your burrito burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. You'll square with the light when you visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. Oh, Dave, that reminds me. You're talking about delicious food. I recently went to see Alton Brown's live show at Proctor's in Schenectady. And get this, he ended the show by doing a song parody. Oh, that's really interesting. What was the song that he was parodying? So he was parodying Desperado by the Eagles. Oh, no way. I know that song. So what uh, What was his version of the song about? Avocado. Oh, that's interesting because Weird Al actually did a parody of Desperado, which he called Avocado. So what, Alton just steals Weird Al's song ideas now? Well, I have to say the avocado part, you know, avocado was pretty similar. But yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily stolen because the rest of the song was pretty different. And it was the whole song instead of just sort of the shortened version that we've heard Al sing. Well, I don't know much about Alton Brown's music career, but I think Weird Al's pretty safe in the parody department. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Al needs to worry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that noise means that we have a message on the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, the 347 Spatula Hotline. All right, Frank, why don't you play it? Hi, Dave. Hi, Ethan. Hello, Frank. It's Jackson Scoggins, time traveler extraordinaire and guest on episode number 69. I am just calling to wish y'all a happy five-year anniversary of my second appearance on the podcast. Now, some may know I am a time traveler, and I've made a second full episode appearance, not splitting it with, uh, with polyester. Uh, on episode 420, which is set to premiere on May 19th, 2027. Now, now, I said five-year anniversary because that is five years from now. Uh, you know, I was episode 69, but I got to be episode 420. Anyway, um, hope all is well with you guys. Uh, hope my paycheck hits soon because I need to start buying up my tickets for the summer and fall. We got a, we got a busy year ahead of us, guys. Uh, all right, stay weird, guys. Make sure to get on show. Wow, Jackson, thank you so much for the call and, and, and you know all that stuff that made complete sense about the anti-anniversary or, or whatever you said. Thank you so much. That I, I don't even need to explain anything that you said. It was so clear. I'm really looking forward to hear what we talked to you about in episode 420 inch. I cannot wait till May 19th, 2027. Maybe that's Jackson calling again. All right, Frank, why don't you play that other spatula message we just got? Hey, guys, this is Jake Larson. And this is his son, Mitch Larson. Uh, we just wanted to have you guys remind Frank to check the email. 
Mitch sent you a little something I think you guys might enjoy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a minute here, Frank. Is this true? Did you receive an email and forget to tell us about it? What exactly aren't we paying you for anyway? Sheesh. Yeah, Frank, we ought to fire you again. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, Dave, there's a note here on our desk. Uh, it's dated April 8th. 2022 it says there's an email from jake and mitch and it's something pretty stinking majestic and we have to listen to it right away oh frank i think i see the problem here you clearly wrote this note in navy blue ink and we specifically asked you to write out any notes from jake and mitch in teal colored ink you don't expect us to read navy blue ink now do you Oh, and I just did! Ah, my eyes! Ah, my own eyes! Oh, Frank, just play the darn thing already. stinking majestic thanks so much for sharing your talent on the cello with us mitch that absolutely gets two twinkie wiener sandwiches up from me that was just incredible mitch thank you so much for figuring out how to play that on cello and recording it and sending it to us that is just dave you said it best pretty stinking majestic well now that we've been beautifully serenaded by Mitch, let's move on to part two of our interview with Lily E. Hirsch, author of the expanded paperback edition of Weird Al Seriously, which is available right now. And where we left off last episode, we were just about to point out some factual errors we found in her new edition of the book. Well, let's pick up the interview already in progress from where we left off on episode 154 inch. Uh, there, there are a couple, uh, there are a couple things that, um, are not accurate. Uh, oh, I will no. point out, oh, um, no. Dave, I, I think you'll agree with, with these, you know, Dave, Dave and I are, are two of the most knowledgeable Weird Al fans in the world. And yeah. we, we know lots of stuff, but we're also experts on Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Uh, <laughs> that makes we've sense. been listening from the beginning. So uh, the first one I want to point out is you mentioned that Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast, that it's a reference to Weird Al's song. And I quote Frank's 2000 inch TV. I'm not aware of that song, so I don't know where that came from. Are you aware of that song, Dave? Oh, my God. You guys scared me. That, wow. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm so relieved. But, yes, yeah, that does sound like a terrible error. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear you acknowledge it. Now, the other one, this comes later on in the book. You mention, you talk about... Uh, our podcast episode 100 inch. This was it came out last year. A uh, very big episode, fun episode for us. That's where we interviewed Joel Miller. You mentioned that our intern Frank was voiced by Weird Al himself, and let me just be yeah. the first to say that is absolutely not true. Um, 
I think that's a funny idea, Dave. We should have thought of that. We should have had <laughs> yeah. someone come in and, and record the voice for Frank. But uh, no, that that unfortunately is just our intern, Frank. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. You guys really scared me. I feel so much better. But also, I must apologize. So that's that's on me. I don't know where I got that idea. I just I get I, I it would have been very funny. You're right. But then how would you be so mean to Weird Al himself? It doesn't even make sense that that Weird Al would be Frank. That just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, right. pretty egregious. Right. But yeah. um you know that's that's why you know we invited you on the podcast again. We wanted to so be apologize. able to address it with you directly. Yes. Yeah, I can directly apologize to to not only you guys, but to to well, not to Frank, but maybe to Weird Al for putting him in that position, right. and right. to all the listeners. And when you're in Bakersfield, I'll have to I'll have to treat you <laughs> to something delicious at Cafe Smitten when I see you. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think this is par- partially our fault. We should have never, ever let Frank speak on the podcast. There was really no excuse for that. And we apologize yeah. to you for having to listen to that. And we apologize to all of our listeners for having to listen to Frank speak. Nobody wants to hear our intern Frank speak. And that was totally our fault. That's true. For allowing there is it to something happen. about Frank's voice that is very grating. I mean, he the thought of him having... <laughs> right career would be crazy oh yeah Ugh. he keeps talking about it too yeah we we, <laughs> we tried I, I don't want to spend too much time on our intern frank is really it, it's not worth not worth it but yeah i agree with dave that it was our mistake we were in a bad place that episode uh we were confused <laughs> a little bit you'll have to listen to the episode if, if you're if you're not remembering but yeah there, there was some confusion and unfortunately yes frank's did get to speak on the air um and we don't have him on the air very often uh, because of that. That makes a lot of sense. And gosh, I feel a lot better. I really thought there were some other errors. Not that that isn't a terrible, terrible <laughs> error, but maybe I'll be able to open my own book now. So thank you. Oh, okay, good. Good. <laughs> well, and I've been trying to think of how to say this without, without it sounding like an insult, which it's not. But to, to me, in reading you know, this paperback version of the book, I, I'm sort of, I, I guess I'm glad to hear that Weird Al didn't uh, say anything about your writing style because I felt that this book was really a lot more lighthearted, a lot more, you know, a lot more flow to it, you know, that it, it's just your writing style is really good in this book. And I find myself, you know, I'll open up to a page and I'll start reading and then I'll just continue to want to just keep reading and reading and reading. And before I know it, you know, I'm, I'm pages and pages into it when I only had intended to read a few paragraphs. So right, you're really, right. it's really engaging writing style, especially, you know, in this paperback book. I really, really appreciate that. That's such a nice compliment. It was when I first started writing, I really wrote in this kind of dense academic style. And then I realized that no one actually wants to read that. <laughs> and I realized also <laughs> that you can say all kinds of complicated, in-depth, serious stuff about music uh, in a clear, accessible way. It just there's no reason for that sort of gatekeeping. So I've been trying to work to kind of figure out how to write in a more accessible style. And it it has helped that I've tried to write funny stuff recently, just for my own amusement and sanity, just kind of in a light <laughs> style, uh, just on the side. And I think it's kind of influencing my writing style in general. And I think that's a good thing. There's there's just no reason that that serious scholarship doesn't uh, can't be accessible and writing a few 
silly things here and there is, oh man, it was just a delight. <laughs> so are you going to get on stage? Are you going to do some parody songs yourself or what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. I am not, I'm a writer. I can't do stuff on the spot. Like that's another reason why I love your podcast and I used your interviews. Um, you all are so great off the cuff. I need to plan it out and edit it. And I need that time. Uh, I think I would be a disaster on the stage. Um, in fact, I was when I <laughs> first was in college. I wanted to be a singer. Um, and oh, really? Yes, that was my first idea. I went. Uh, I applied to colleges with all kinds of different majors. I was all over the map. I really couldn't zone in. And then I eventually chose a school and thought I could be an opera singer. That was my <laughs> that was my idea. And then I realized they're they're going to put me on stage. And not only that. <laughs> When I got there, they decided I needed help in that department and they they made me take an acting class and they made me take ballet so I could kind of be better present on the stage. I'm not exactly sure, but those two classes were were two things I just hated so much. It just was not, <laughs> was not, was not me. <laughs> But I loved singing and I loved music. And so then I found my way to music history, which was a way to be a part of music, but to kind of do it on this where I can just write quietly and I don't have to think on my feet and I don't have to, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to take ballet. <laughs> so that was a much better, <laughs> <was> a much better <laughs> <part>. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was much better. Even when I taught as a professor, I would always have notes in front of me. I would I would over prepare. I just yeah, I can't do off the cuff. So I'll I'll leave that to you guys. <laughs> and weirdo. We'll, we'll and weirdo. Out there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe Frank if he gets his act together. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I I I seem to recall last time we had you on, so right before the pandemic, you were talking about maybe doing another uh, comedy music related book. Is that something you're still thinking out or working on? Yes, that's that's under review right now at a university press. It's under contract actually at a University of Indiana Press. And this is neat. They're starting a new series devoted to comedy and culture. Now, I feel like the university and the academic world has really ignored comedy for a long, long time. And the fact that University of Indiana has created this series devoted to comedy and culture, I think is just wonderful. And the very first yeah. book, the very first book they're planning to release is mine, currently called wow. Funny Music, seriously. And it goes chapter by chapter <laughs> uh, with different artists and uh, funny musicians in different genres. Um, so it's, it's a, a kind of more expansive look at the world of funny music. Um, and and I, I really think it's neat that, to see this in the academic world where there's a, a shift and there are some people taking funny music seriously. Hmm. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one of the greatest appeals of your original book. Now this expanded edition is is taking something that Dave and I and many of our listeners and you know millions of Weird Al's fans really don't look at him as just some kind of novelty act. He's a real musician and, and uh, yes. there's really validity when it comes to comedy and comedy music and, and what Al does and what other, you know, comedians do. And yeah, it's, it, it is a shame that people don't um, give it the respect 
and, you know, the academic research that deserves. I agree. And I do think there's something to it. You know, there it's such a hard thing to get a job in academia. And so I think academics, they want to be taken seriously themselves. And when you start writing about comedy, maybe you're looked at a little differently. I know that I've had some looks when people find out that I'm now writing on, on Weird Al. Fortunately for them, I don't care. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But I think that's part of the problem. So there needs to be a whole switch. Um, but in writing about Weird Al, you know, I really looked at how he's composing the music and the work behind that. And he's so meticulous in his whole approach to what he does. It's not what some people might think oh, that this is some sort of off the cuff, inconsequential thing. This is this is takes serious work. So I really wanted to highlight that. Um, and since working on Weird Al, I've thought more and more about it. Um, about how in some ways it almost takes more. A musician has to really, really understand music to be able to turn it inside out. Um, there's, there's almost something beyond, almost something extra special that has to happen for a musician to be able to not only do serious music, but to do funny music well. Um, I had talked to Insane Ian for the funny music seriously book and he did this wonderful quote which i i don't have in front of me but he said something like um anyone can write a love song but only a funny musician can write a love song about a taco and i'm paraphrasing <laughs> i love that quote i love it so, so much it is and it's so true i mean you can study to become a serious musician but how many people can then flip that knowledge and make music funny. There's actually not not that many. So rather than being dismissed, I'm starting to think that maybe funny music, and I don't want to start a whole new hierarchy where all of a sudden funny music is above serious music, but it at least needs to be taken as seriously. That's awesome. Did you have any idea when that may come out or when we can expect uh, to see funny music seriously? I wonder, uh, university presses are much, much slower. It's a very slow process. This book has been with them now since the summer and it's still in a review. So I, I'm not quite sure. I would venture to guess by 2024, um, I would hope that it comes out sooner because I really got to talk to some amazing people for that book. I talked to Garfunkel and Oates and I talked to cool. Tom, Tom Lair. That was my that was my wild. Oh, wow. Yeah, I Wow, he does not do interviews. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It felt like my birthday getting a response, an email response from Tom Lair. I I felt like lightning had struck in the best way. Um but I think the reason he responded is I was doing I wanted to do a chapter uh based around topics. So funny love songs, um and then I wanted to do one about uh, funny songs about death. Um, and I wrote to Tom Lehrer asking if I could interview him for the, the topic of funny music and death. And he wrote back and said he would be, he doesn't do interviews, but he would talk to me as long as I stayed on the topic of death. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is amazing. I just loved everything about that. So I got to talk to him. Wow. That, that, was, that was an experience. Was that a phone interview or in person? It was a phone interview. Yeah, he's far away. I'm in California, and it was during COVID, so no one's traveling around. Um, yeah, but it was it was mm. still amazing. It was a highlight. Um, wow. So, 
yeah, so I'm really excited. There's plenty of other amazing people I got to interview for that one. Um, and I wish I'd had you all along because you would have asked the best questions. Um, but I did, I, did, <laughs> I did what I could. I did what I could on my own. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. Well, when, when Funny Music Seriously, the expanded edition paperback version comes out, we're happy to, to lend you know, our, our services to that. Oh, that would be so fun because I'm sure I missed something. And it would be so fun to get an expanded edition. Did, oh, is Weird Al featured in the book? You know, I didn't. I mean, he comes up. I reference him because how can I not? But I felt right. like I'd already, you know, written a book, a whole book just about him. And I did the expanded edition. So I thought that would be <laughs> maybe a little too much if I did a whole Weird Al chapter. But I do start off in the introduction talking about Weird Al. I just, you know, that's where, oh, it, all began. That's where it all begins for me. Yeah. <laughs> all roads lead to Weird Al. That's, yes. that's what we like to say. Yes, and he's had such an influence, and there's really just no one like him with the longevity. That's something that's really unusual, that the way he stayed so famous and so important and such a cultural icon for so long. It's just, there's nothing like that. Well, so doing Weird Al Seriously and now the Expanded Edition and then Funny Music Seriously, are you going to continue this trend, or what are you thinking for your next book? I love the idea of keeping that going, that idea to that title. Um, I loved, I thought Weird Al Seriously was such a fun title because it plays with so much. And then to do funny music seriously, keep playing with it. And it would be so fun to do, I would love to do Flight of the Concord seriously or uh, something, something like that, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, I did veer off a little and I'm currently working on a more serious project about the toxic labeling of women in pop music. So um, it's a little, a little less funny and i have to say i do miss weird al in writing that because rather than just living in this wonderful space where you can be <laughs> right. weird and everyone's accepted i'm you know angry working on this other project um right. so hopefully after this one i'll return to something seriously um fly to the conk i have i have ideas if you guys have any ideas let me know well you could always do ethan christian and the eligible spatulars seriously <laughs> yes that would be amazing <laughs> i don't know if there's enough material for a full book but well, at least Maybe a chapter a, uh, post-it post-it note. Note. yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> i love that yes any ideas like that just send them my way i would definitely want to return to this because it's uh, especially during the pandemic, I, I I have found that humor means so much to so many people, and it definitely means a lot to me in in ways that are that are very serious. I think a Doctor Demento seriously could be a, a fun book. Yeah, I've already suggested that. I think he's working on something on his own. I I definitely brought that up to him because that would be amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got something going on his own, so I can't encroach. Right, mm. makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but I have other ideas. <laughs> Seriously, there's so many possibilities. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be a lot more, I think, a lot more talk about, I haven't written penis a lot, but I feel like that would happen if I did Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a list of words you want to write about and we will uh, suggest the uh, comedy musician best fit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I will, that's a good idea to do it that way, or words that I'm comfortable with. I really haven't spent a lot of time 
I'm still not <laughs> with obscenities, but there are some musicians that really excel in that area. And if I write about them, I gotta, I gotta get with the program. Or you have to censor them or come up with silly ways to express them. Yes. Like fudgeticle. Fudgeticle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would appreciate that. Yeah, I like flipping. Instead of the F word, I enjoy flipping. I don't know. Other That's a good one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm curious about um, your, there's a blog that you write for called Insulting Music. And I'm curious what uh, that blog's about. Oh, that was an idea that happened a long ago before even the Weird Al, um, the inkling of writing about Weird Al, I was excited to write about insult in music. I feel like there's a lot of songs that have insult. And not only that, a lot of people talk about music in insulting ways or, or insult other people's tastes in music or um, I, I just or use music to insult people. And I started to kind of think about that. I've always been interested in how people think music is solely positive, that music's uplifting or soothes the savage beast when music can also be used in a lot of negative ways. And I think that started to lead me towards insult and noticing how many songs have insult or, or how many people use music to insult. Um, so I started that blog and I do have a, a, a book project around insult that project has a lot of obscenity speaking of obscenity um which is really funny <laughs> because uh, again i just didn't grow up using swear words and i think if you don't grow up using swear words it becomes too late later in life so even if you really really want to start <laughs> using swear words you you throw them in and it doesn't sound natural like now when i if i try to swear it sounds ridiculous it sounds like someone who, who's not comfortable it doesn't have the impact you know if i'm trying to be really angry and i want to throw out an f-bomb or something and i say it it sounds silly so um i think it's funny <laughs> that i'm writing so much about insults and it, a lot of obscenities come up and, and they're words that i i could not actually say myself without getting a laugh we mentioned earlier that you will be at the Bakersfield, California show June 21st on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. And now that now that you are a scholar of Weird Al music, I'm wondering which Weird Al songs are you most looking forward to hearing at that show? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. It depends on how he does it. You know, the Strings Attached tour was so fun to hear songs in that new arrangement. So I guess this is more stripped down. Um, I'll take anything. I'm really thinking about it from my kids perspective <laughs> too, because I'm going to have my kids there and they've never seen him live. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking of their favorites that they're going to want to hear. Um, I always yeah. like Trash Day, which I think I saw on Facebook. Dave, I don't think you like that song, is that right? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the song Trash Day, and he probably won't play that because I believe on this tour he's he's planning on sticking with mostly original songs, and that is a parody. Right. So I think we're safe from hearing that one on this upcoming tour. Yes, that's true. It's not one of my favorites. I had to bring that up. I don't really have. I'm I'm pretty open. I would love I would love Albuquerque. My son would go crazy if he heard mm. Albuquerque. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He would he would lose his. That head. is always fun seeing live because. It's such a long song and it's so wacky, but then there's usually some funny stuff added in, which is always a fun surprise. 
Yeah, and I just love that that very, very long song is so popular. It's like against all odds. It's just cra the yeah. whole thing. It just cracks me up. <laughs> what about you guys? What do you want to uh, hear? I am happy to hear absolutely anything, but I love hearing stuff that I haven't seen performed live before. So I'm hoping just to see songs that uh either haven't been in the rotation on the last vanity tour or things that he's never played live before that would really make my experience extra good but i like i said i'm happy for anything i don't care i'll see that like <laughs> i'll see the same show <laughs> with the same songs 20 times in the tour that doesn't matter to me <laughs> yeah it's just so fun to be there and to see the other fans and i love seeing what everyone's wearing which i know is probably silly um it's just such a great it's just a, such a great vibe i know that word's really overused these days but uh it's just great to be there i i can't wait and just and now that i know weird al better and and bermuda and some of these wonderful people that helped with the making of the book i kind of feel like i'm visiting friends which is probably silly but <laughs> i i can't wait on the last the uh ridiculously self-indulgent advised vanity tour i was i did get to hear i think every single song that he did perform on that tour so i did get to hear the the entire set list so any new songs that he adds that were not on the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour will be a treat to get to hear i'm also a fan of a lot of the bigger epic songs i mean you also you mentioned albuquerque but you know the songs like nature trail to hell is is one of yeah. my favorite songs to hear to hear a lot to hear that one live i, I did get to hear that one live on the uh, the first version of this of this uh unplugged tour so but to, to get to hear that one again would be fantastic you know and um the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota is always another another great one that I look forward to hearing whenever yeah, yeah. I possibly can. Yeah, that's such a fun one. That there's something about it that just feel it feels like an anthem. I I would love that one too. I I've got to say the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. It's high on my list. Well, we cannot wait to finally meet you in a few months, Lily. That's going to be so much fun. And we're so excited about this brand new edition of your book, which is on sale now. Uh, everyone has to pick this up. It doesn't matter if you already have the first version. If you don't have the first version yet, you got to get the expanded edition. you got to look for all the great uh, references to Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. And uh, there's other stuff in there that's good, too. But that's that's the main thing people want to pick up for, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we can find you online on Twitter and Instagram, Lily E. Hirsch. And we are so excited about, you know, what is to come with with the funny music, seriously, in your other projects. So please keep in touch. Um, this is so great getting to have you back on uh, for, I guess, the expanded edition of our first interview with you. <laughs> Yes, two years in the making. Thank you so much for having me. And I really can't wait to see you and meet you both in beautiful Bakersfield. We're going to have so much fun. Well, thank you, Lily, for once again joining us for this episode. Be sure to pick up your copy of the expanded edition of Weird Al Seriously right now. And be sure to check out Lily at lilyhirsch.com and Lily E. Hirsch on Instagram and Twitter so you can stay up to date on these Weird Al Seriously books and her future upcoming projects this episode's brought to you in part by discover darwin promoting tourism in darwin minnesota you twit 
Not only is Historic Darwin, Minnesota, a beautiful, but it's also full of horse shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look keen. I rode my horse to Darwin Dassel Park. Her antics are queer, I'll admit. Each time I say, whoa, little horsey, she tells me I'm full of shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look keen. I rode my horse to perennial bank. I was hoping to make a deposit. I put in a Canadian nickel and my horse left a huge pile of shaving cream be nice and clean shave every day and you'll always look keen i asked my wife for some horse facts she told me horses can't vomit and they contract their spleen while running well i think she's full of shaving cream be nice and clean shave every day and you'll always look keen so visit darwin minnesota on your expedition discover darwin more than just the twine ball and after you visit darwin minnesota be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz dave and ethan's 2008 weird out podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors burrito burrito discover darwin and jackson scoggins our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Kenneth, Jake, Blair, Jared, Allison, Frank from the Bank, Adriana, Zeb, Scott, UH Jeff, and Javier. Also thanks to Richard G and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly, wild and wacky Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000H. There are awesome, awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast and access to secret episodes. And now would be a really good time to join if you have not already, because you'll be the first to hear our unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised Vanity Tour concert review bonus episodes. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. The unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour starts in less than one week. So make sure you get in your orders today for all your We Hate Frank shirts and all of our other shirts and the tote bags and the fanny packs. You gotta get them so they arrive in time for the first show. Although if you're just ordering them now, they probably won't. Unless your show is not next week. And remember, there are no word crimes in our t-shirts. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans. Join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com. And we also absolutely positively love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. Give it a call and you might even get to hear your message in a future episode. For everything about our podcast, including incredible past episodes and guests, be sure to visit weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on Black and White and Weird All Over bonus episodes, and you'll get to hear our special bonus episode book series, where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his book page by page and picture by picture. And make sure you keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And a big thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. 
please make sure that you are subscribed because not only does it help the podcast, but you never have to mow the lawn. Thank you once again to our guest, Lily E. Hirsch. Thanks to Annie Lee, Roman and Littlefield, Jackson Scoggins, Mitch Larson, Jake Larson, Jackie Rossi, and from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast too. Oh, you know who you are. We hope you feel better quickly, and we hope to see you out tour chasing again soon. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you once again for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and until the very next time, please remember to gill and chill. So, Dave, with all this exciting new tour merchandise available for order, I mean, have you decided which T-shirt you're going to wear first? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the choice was really easy. I plan to put on the 2022 Return of the Ill-Advised Vanity Tour T-shirt number one first. Oh, well, nice. That's That sounds... And then I will layer the 2022 Return of the Ill-Advised Vanity Tour T-shirt number two over top of that, and then the lousy T-shirt over top of that, and then I'll put the bait shop and the twine ball shirts over top of that. And then the Hawaiian shirt over top of all of that. And let's see, then I'll put the hoodie on next. And then I think I'll put the shoelaces on. Oh, and the bucket hat. I won't forget, I'll put it in the enamel pin and I'll make sure I uh, put that LP thing on me and then I'll... That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 155-inch. The podcast that's totally not full of shaving cream. I haven't written penis a lot. Ah, my eyes! Ow, my own eyes!